You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Put down $5 on these playing uh, games and you get $100 in free plays if your team wins. All right. Now, joined by uh, all-conference, uh, first team, wide, rece- wide receiver, utility guy, whatever you want to call him, Tucson's finest, Mr. Stanley Barry Hill III. Stan, how you doing, my man? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. First of all, fill people in. When I uh, put out on Twitter that you were going to be coming on, the uh, first thing everybody wanted to know is, you know, what you, what have you been up to lately since the season's been over? Yeah, so, I mean, just just a lot of training. It's been uh, since the second week of December, I've been training, getting ready for the combine pro day stuff, and now I'm doing more, I would say, football-related drills, trying to get back into the swing of things when it comes to receiver drills and punt return stuff and stuff like that so rather than training for the combine and working on speed and technique I'm working on perfecting my craft as a receiver okay now take us through like you know pro day and you know the feedback you've gotten so far how did all that go yeah I mean pro day went really well I think I opened uh, up some eyes uh during that during pro day and uh been talking to a couple different teams here and there um it's really hard to tell like what teams really like me and what teams don't because I've talked to so many through the East-West Shrine game and since Pro Day ended and stuff like that, but it's been a, it's been pretty good. Okay, now when you talk with these teams, it's got to be the one thing that I think really opened a lot of eyes this past year for you, and obviously the team struggled, but you were – you know, you were everywhere. Every single game, it seemed like you had seven or eight catches. You know, you were doing reverses. The versatility has got to be something, though, that you look at in the NFL right now and you see a lot of different guys that have that. That's certainly something that you could market there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just whatever situation or whatever opportunity I have or whatever team needs me to do, then that's what I'm going to do. I tell I could play inside, outside receiver. 
uh, special teams always and even a little bit of running back that's seen during the year. But if a team needs me to go down there and be a running back for a couple of plays, then I guess that's what I'm going to have to do, just whatever, uh, whatever gives me an opportunity to play in the next level. All right, let's talk a little bit now about, uh, you know, growing up in Tucson here. Obviously, so you're playing on the north side, and then you transfer to Orange Lutheran. Yes, Fast forward four or five years, did you think that you'd be in this position where you'd be an all-conference caliber player getting ready for the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I always I always knew what I was capable of, and my family always knew what I was capable of. It was just showing everybody else that I was capable of doing that, whether it was uh, – being an all-conference receiver or all-conference special teams player, just, just, yeah, I've always had that feeling. And my dad always knew it, and we've always talked about it a lot. But my journey was just a little bit different than others. When did your game really start to take off, would you say, where, you know, you're because you're, you're overlooked in Tucson initially. Obviously, you come back, you walk on. But at what point, was it in high school? Was it in college? When did you really, when did your game really take off? I would say my sophomore year of high school when I, I played varsity when I first started to play on varsity. I started a three-year starter on varsity in high school and uh, just got overlooked. But I always knew that I I was a pretty good player from what people say in newspapers and feedback I get from coaches from other teams and stuff like that. So I knew I was a pretty good player uh, from a very young age. Just I didn't get the opportunities, weren't in the right situation sometimes. So just happened to be having to walk on and stuff like that was the plan always to come back to and play at arizona obviously you go from obviously mountain view to uh, orange lutheran was the plan to always try to get back to arizona in the kind of capacity you did uh yeah i've always wanted to be a wildcat whether it's be on scholarship or a walk on i mean if i had other scholarships somewhere else and u of a wasn't one of them i probably would have went somewhere else but uh, if I had to walk on somewhere, this is where I was going to be uh, at U of A. And I mean, it was a dream come true being able to play here in Tucson for the last five years. And I wouldn't have traded in for the world. Let's talk about your love for Tucson. I see you repping the ATL wings right there. Um, yeah, yeah you know, talk, talk a little bit about your love for Tucson, ATL wings, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, it's just, it's where I grew up. It's my home. I mean, I always... I've always been here, and I grew up going to Wildcat football games and being a U of A fan, and my family's hardcore U of A fan. So just my love for Tucson uh, is just it's just incredible. I mean, the community support and knowing that I'm playing in front of my friends and family who I grew up with and have always been able there to support me and being able to be here close is just, it's just a dream come true, and I wouldn't. Like I said, I wouldn't trade him for the world. Tucson will always be my home, and I can't wait to be able to give back to Tucson. What was it like playing for – we just had uh, Bob here just ask. What was it like playing for, you know, so many coaches, whether in high school, whether it was in college? Was that something that – was there an adjustment? Was it basically just, you know, whatever you need from me type situation? How how did you process all that? Yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it, just uh, – Whatever I, whatever they needed me to do, that's what I was going to do and just try to make the most of my opportunities, whether it was a coach that I had for one year, a coach that I had for three years. Uh, it really didn't matter who was my coach. I was going to do whatever it took to perform at the highest level and uh, contribute for my team. So, I mean, I tell a lot of coaches when I talk to them, they, I get that question a lot, just uh, being able to 
adjust and adapt and overcome adversity when you have coaches changes like that because you see people go in and out through the transfer portal because their coaches that they came in with leave or something like that. But mine was just stick it out, make the most of the opportunities I'm given, and um, always be on the coach's good side. What now? Talk about a little bit. So Jed Fish takes over. And uh, you would enter the transfer portal looking around, obviously, like any kid would because coaching change and whatnot. Jed Fish comes to you. You decide to come back to the University of Arizona. Before we get into on the field, what was it about Coach Fish that really made you say, all right, it's worth another chance right there? Yeah, Coach Fish has so much swagger and he's so confident in, in himself and in the program. And that's the kind of guy you want to be around, someone who's wants to turn the program around right away, doesn't think of it as rebuilding. But Coach Fish just, the first time I talked to him, he seemed like he was just like a like a mob, like a mob, a leader of a mob or something <laughs> like that. That's what I tell a lot of people is just Coach Fish is swagger and he knows he could sell you your hair if you cut it all right back to you. So <laughs> Coach Fish, he's, he's a great guy. And Coach KC, they're great guys. And those are the kind of guys I want to play for. And they're people's coaches, they're players' coaches. Now, obviously, I mean, as individually, then um, they're basically every single game. It was try. Let's try to get the ball to stand. Let's try to get the ball to stand. I mean, you were targeted left and right. Go and tell Take us through the weeks. Like you know, just going into a game, you have so much pressure on you because you know, quite frankly, due to injuries, due to inconsistency, you're the one guy that basically everybody can count on. All right, well, you know, stands good for six catches, or you know, stands good for whatever the case may be, what did, what was it like each week knowing that you were going to be the emphasis and what was it like from coach, you know, with coach fish, what would he talk to you about? Oh uh, yeah. Just knowing that. I don't, I don't really know. It was just like, it wasn't like the game plan was just always written up for me. I mean, right. a lot, some of the time it was, but just knowing that we could ex- expose some mismatches that other teams had when I was on the field or putting me in the best position to be successful. That's why you see me jump around from, inside at receiver, outside receiver, cord, or running back, uh, fullback. And just – it was always to me just playing ball, making the most of my opportunity. And when I did start to see that I became the emphasis of the offense and uh, they're trying to give me the ball, I was just in the meeting room with Coach Fish and KC as much as possible so I could make sure I have the game plan down. So when my name is called, I know exactly what I'm doing and I have limited mistakes. So – um, just a lot of meeting time. That's really what it was during the week. Just whenever I had free time, since I didn't take many classes during the week, um, go meet with the coaches and figure out the game plan and know exactly where I'm going to be and what formations I'm in and stuff like that. So it, it was just like a lot of meeting time, just figuring out the game plan. Would you say that Arizona's in uh, good hands with Jed Fish going forward? Oh yeah, of course. You see what he's done already. He's changed so much already. It's it's a completely different feel around. It's a family feel. He brought in the number one recruiting class in the Pac-12, top 25 in the country. So when you're doing that, after you just go 1-11, and 11, you know good things are to come. So I say next year they're going to be really good, and in the next couple of years they're going to be running the Pac-12, in my opinion. All right, lastly, where are you going to be watching the draft at? Oh, uh, yeah, so – it's my aunt's 70th birthday in Phoenix on the same day that I think I'll get called. So uh, we're going to get an Airbnb out there and just watch the draft out there and celebrate her birthday party in between. So we'll just, just chill in Phoenix and figure it out. 
All right, Stan, before we let you sign off here, what do you, uh, you're obviously beloved in this city because of what you, you know, you stuck, you stuck true to Tucson. You went through a lot of different uh, stuff here. What would you just like to say to the fans out there? Uh, yeah, just thank you for your support and keep supporting because as much as it doesn't seem like it, the players and the coaches love the support from the fans and they know that it could be tough right now being a fan because we're not winning games and stuff, but it, wins are going to come. So just keep supporting, keep patting them on the back when you see them out in public, public give them words of encouragement because as much as you guys think we don't appreciate it, a lot of us do. So. I'll just say keep supporting and thank you for all the support up to this far. Stan, just know that the 520 is all behind you, my man. And uh, I can't thank you enough for this time. And uh, let's catch up with you after the draft. Yeah, of course. All right. He's Stanley Barry Hill the third. Thanks again for joining us, Stan. We yeah, appreciate no you, bro. Have a good one. All right. Thanks again. And that's what's fun being able to talk with people like Stanley right there. This is a guy that um, has legitimate NFL expectations. Um, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to be at that Airbnb on the uh, possible day when he's going to be called. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, you hear me talking about it all the time. This is the time to catch on. The NBA playoffs are here. Put down $5 on a series, and if that team wins, you get $100 in free plays. That simple, that easy. All the playing games ready to go. 21 and up, Arizona only. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's where it's at again. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. The thing that's also fantastic about watching Stan Barry Hill is that this, this is a little bit, this is a different odyssey. Now, when Kadeem Carrier, let's just use Kadeem for example, everybody knew who Kadeem was from, you know, seventh grade on. Then, you know, Kadeem is a four-star recruit, comes to the U of A, sits a year, and then, oh, you know, he's running the uh, Pac-12. He's a first-team All-American. Stan wasn't, you know, Stan had to take a different route to get to where he wants to get in the NFL. And I think that's what's so unique about him is that, so, you know, he starts off in Mountain View, obviously. We all know that, three-year starter. And then he is not necessarily getting the competition or the uh, the recruiting that he's looking for. So he goes to Orange Lutheran, home of Gabe York, by the way. And that's where he, uh, he t you know, plays really well, but still doesn't have that scholarship offer. Then he comes back to the U of A and works his butt off, gets rewarded a scholarship. And for the last two years of his tenure here at the U of A, you could easily make the case that he was the best player on the team. You know, junior year starts putting up some stats. Last year, I think it's impossible to argue that he wasn't the best player on the team, being that he was, you know, first team all conference, special teams, also as a kid or also as a receiver. He's a guy that, um, I think really helped himself in the eyes of uh, NFL people and Stan, we're all rooting for you. All right. One thing that I wanted to get to, I've got a lot of people that have asked me about this. And so I'll fill everybody in on what I know right now. And again, it's not a, it's not a ton, but there is another Arizona prospect for 2022 that people uh, need to be aware of. And that is Leonard Miller. Now, you might not have heard of Leonard Miller before, but this is a kid that he's about six foot ten, six eleven. He's from Canada, and when you watch, I'm not going to pretend like I've watched him in person because I haven't. I've just seen the highlights. But when you watch him on person or watch him in person, he can get to the hoop. He can handle. He is the epitome of what looks like a one and done type guy. Um, he would start immediately. So he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be on campus. He's going to be here visiting and. 
The other options that he has are Kentucky and the G League. And what I tell you that Kentucky and the G League are options, those are legitimate options, the places that 100% would take him. He's going to be a, uh, you know, again, this is a one-and-done type guy. It might be a shot in the dark, but at the same time, you take an op- opportunity like a guy in this. Arizona obviously has some kind of connection there. They usually find these type of guys. And so we'll keep you up to date, but just know that he's going to be on campus. And if he were to commit here, he would be a guy that would start and he would most likely be a one and done. He's that good. And so certainly a guy to keep an eye on. All right. Before we sign off there again, got to tell you again about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. $5 on the play-in game, get $100 in free plays if that team wins. That simple, that easy. The playoffs are here. My favorite time of the year, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX is is where you need to be. We're going to be taking tomorrow off. Happy Easter to everybody. And uh, I will be, uh, we'll be back Monday talking with American hero Jay Dobbins. But for Stanley Berryhill III, I am merely Mike Luke. And thank you so much for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone. (laughs) 